welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring one gross orc-filled minute at a time. <laughs> I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. <laughs> and joining us again today is Ali Coluccio. Welcome. Hello. And today we'll be talking about Minute 70, which starts with Saruman finishing his sentence. He says, Sauron, Lord of the Earth. And it ends with that wide shot of Orthanc with Gandalf on top and all the lights sparkling beneath him. In the rain. Yeah. It's very Christmassy, kind of, aside from all the trees are dying. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like people cutting down their Christmas trees. Yeah, Christmas that's ends. true. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, an orc Christmas tree. We'll use it for f- for, for, uh, for fuel so we can light up the uruk Yeah, and like a Yule log. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta chop that sucker up and stick it in your fireplace. We we gotta we gotta hatch these urukai. We need a lot of heat. Oh uh, yeah. Ew. We're gonna see Lurks's birth soon. No, I don't like it. It's gross. <laughs> he immediately kills another orc. Orcs are so disgusting. I hate them so much. I love them. Orcs are so disgusting. I love them. <laughs> there are two really kinds of people that they're disgusting. I mean, they're descended from tormented, mind-twisted elves. Yeah. Melkor but couldn't make his own things, so he took Iluvatar's creations and made them his own. Because he couldn't make anything as cool as elves, so he took elves and messed them up. He's like, you follow me now? Messed them up good. <laughs> look, Dad, look what I made. Oh, God. I do I do like that. <laughs> you their... took a perfectly good elf and you gave it anxiety. That's what you did. <laughs> And some really, like, late 90s, early 2000s piercings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh, my staple goodness. Face. Yeah. Mm. Mm, how's it going, staple face? I don't think they were born that way. Well, not the staple. No, they're not the born face. with the piercings. Yeah. So or maybe they are. I don't know. You think it's, like, war paint? Yeah. Yeah. Like... See, I like all the, like, insect-inspired style armor that orcs, that orcs have in these movies. Mm. Yeah. I appreciate orcs from, like, uh, that must have taken a lot of work in makeup standpoint, but that's that's about it. But I, I think, mean, the Urukai look way cooler than the other orcs yeah. anyway. And I, and I do think, like, you are, like, it's one of those, you're supposed to have that, like, gut, gross, glug, kind of reaction yeah. to orcs. So in that way, like, it's it's perfect. Like, I love that, like, I'm so grossed out by the orc birth, because I think it's supposed to just be, like... It's really visceral like, and bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the these orcs aren't the orcs that made me go, ugh. The only orc in any of these movies that really, like, makes, like, wigs me out a little bit is the one that looks like he has the, like, the totally tumor-ridden face in Return of the King. Oh. Which one? He's in Return I'm of the King. He's the one now, and I don't want to get a clearer picture. At the island between Minas Tirith and Minas uh, Morgul at Osgiliath. He's the guy that's in charge of the orcs in that area. I think I, I can't remember his remember, name. But he I... has the like pink pig skin. Ew, color yeah, face. ew, gross, ew, yeah, no, not about that. He's the only one that I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> that's gross. These guys aren't bad, but like the orc birthing scene is just like, Bleh. yeah, that's coming up in a, a couple weeks. Yeah, <laughs> good hey, luck with that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think orcs are awesome. I've always like. So the scene before the orcs come in, 
Um, like Saruman is like wrapped up in his like wizard snuggie. Yeah, like he's all cold. He's shaken from his experience talking to Sauron. I think is that what that's supposed to be? Okay, because I don't know if he's like meditating on evil or. No, I think it's supposed to be. I think that's supposed to be a visual cue to us at like the toll that using the Palantir and communicating with Sauron can take on someone. Because Gandalf warned us about that a couple minutes ago. Yeah. So I think that's probably part of what that's supposed to be. Also, the reason that... Sorry, guys. He... That's okay. That's okay. Also, the reason that, like, Christopher Lee is sitting like that, mm-hmm. and I mean, it, it kind of lends to, like, this kind of weird feeling in the scene, so it kind of worked out, is that he had injured his hand. Oh, that's right. So he's, like, nursing so his he's, injury. So he's got his his left hand is under sling. his robe, mm-hmm. like, underneath, so that you can't see it. So he looks like he's keeping things really tight together. Because he has to to hide his injured hand because it was he like skinned part of it I guess and I like Ooh. had to have like grafts and stuff. Done. Oh my god! That's what that's what they say in the cast commentary. That's crazy. Wow. And I don't think it was done on set. I think it was some other accident he had. Wow. Jesus, I just thought he had like a a wizard snuggie. A wizard snuggie. Yeah. But he broke his arm in that duel with uh the duel Gandalf. Maybe yeah. yeah. I mean, it must get cold in the tower all by yourself. Yeah, man, it's one tall room. All the heat goes to the bo- to the top of the tower. Yeah. How are you supposed to heat that place if it's a hundred foot tall room? <laughs> and it's really this is really I mean, impractical. They, yeah, I, it doesn't look like the insulation is that great. <laughs> there's all these windows. Yeah, it's not very practical. But and I, when I, he wants to get him to the top of the tower, does he just fly? I think so. He must. Yeah, probably. There's no stairs. That seems silly. He makes the orcs carry him up and down. <laughs> How'd the orcs get up there, though? Actually, because they like, like on the top through. of the like, tower. Did they come up a stairwell? They had to have. But like, because the very top of the tower where Gandalf is, there's no stairs up to him. Yeah. So he must true. fly up when he wants to go pester Gandalf. Yeah. <laughs> he does the creepy vampire float trick. Mm-hmm. Right, this is more evidence. That they are not six-level wizards. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's got levitate. Well, levitate is, is a spell that's, like, reasonable, but he can levitate other people easily. Oh, that's true. Because he can just, like, throw Gandalf around. I mean, he around. controls the weather. Yeah. Oh, More evidence. <laughs> or he's More evidence. Who, can control, yeah, who can control the weather. That's true. I, I mean, then why doesn't Gandalf just throw metal at him or something? It's fine. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't fly up there. He does the thing that Storm does where she rides, like, the wind currents. He's got the billowy robes. Right? We know he can command the clouds. He just uses yeah. himself as, like, a kite? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's exactly what Storm does. <laughs> yeah. That's why she has, like, the weird what... kite sleeves. Yeah. yeah. Like, look what I can do. <laughs> Let's go fly me. I really like the tree that they tear down. Yeah? Not the fact that they tear it down, but it's very aesthetically pleasing yeah. as a tree. Yeah. It's like a good just, you know, platonic ideal of a tree. Yeah. It's just a big fake tree they built somewhere for the, for the purpose to knock it down. It's just also... And so they could reset it easy. <laughs> and you know that like there are bigger workings at hand, but I kind of do like the cut shot of... What does the Dark Lord want us to do? Cut down trees! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We have work to do. Knock down all the trees. (laughs) Cut some trees down. Sure, there's a a further reason for this, other than pissing off the ends way later. (laughs) A wizard should know better. (laughs) 
something but, I'll say a lot because I love it. What a wizard should know. I better? love that line. When does that happen? In two towers. Oh. When Treebeard sees Fangard Forest all cut down, and then oh. like he screams, and then he mm-hmm. talks about how these were his friends. And then, like, he looks, he just looks at Orthanc in the distance. He's like, a wizard should know better. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, Treebeard. I love Treebeard. The answer, my second favorite thing. <laughs> They're so fantastic. I really like that they, like, made an effort to include this part, though. Yes. Because it's, you know, It's important. It yeah. is important. Like, thematically, but also, like, plot-wise for later. Well... It it's important thematically for a couple of reasons. One, like it illustrates the kind of struggle between nature and industrialization that is kind of a theme in Tolkien's work. Yeah. As well as because we've seen Isengard in like its lush state, this is also helps thematically establish like the point of no return for Saruman. Yeah. Because he's destroying what's left of the good around him. That's true. I feel like this is like this week of the podcast is the shit gets real in middle earth yeah week like and it starts <laughs> it really out kind is. of very light with like there's no second breakfast now like they've now come <laughs> to a point where there's no second breakfast which is like you know adorable and fluffy but then we see isengard and it's just like rain and mud and orc and pulling down trees and hiding in your wizard snuggie because you're talking to an evil eye like right like it's very much and i feel like this is like around the halfway point of the movie so it's just like this is where shit gets real and everything it's about the third point of the movie yeah oh god it's so long three hours (laughs) three hours 45 minutes including credits i think and the credits are like over half an hour i don't know i don't remember well no i guess that makes sense it's like the ending of the first act and we're like yeah coming into the second act and because this movie's like 250 minutes roughly with yeah, credits. Yeah, I think so. I don't remember. Like the movie's roughly 250 minutes with credits, give or take yeah. five, ten minutes there. Wow. And this is the 70 minute mark. So we're like a third of the way through the movie. Yeah. So that makes Ooh. sense. Yeah. Act this wise. is, yeah. Like Just... pacing wise, a third of the way through your movie, you need to have all this action happening and like all the plots need to finally need to be established by this point. Right. Generally, like you're on your, I guess. I don't know what the B story for this movie is. The B story? Yeah, like, you have, like, the first act that establishes, like, your hero and their journey, and, like, they decide what they're gonna do, and then you have, like, all the fun and games, like, B story stuff in the second act. Yeah. Well, I mean, hmm. What would that be? I don't know. I mean... I don't know what the, quote, fun and games of this movie is. Like, second breakfast? <laughs> I guess, yeah. like, tearing down second trees. Second breakfast stealing vegetables. That's... Yeah. <laughs> second breakfast stealing vegetables. Um, the the hobbits being trained how to sword play and then deciding to trip Aragorn oh, like schoolyard bullies. I love that scene. Uh, stuff like that. That's the fun and games of this movie. Well, I mean, like... Like, the fun and games of this movie is, like... Well, it's more, like... Not, like, literal fun and games, yeah. but it's, like, you know, the action is ramping up and this is what's going on on this side of the whatever. Well, in a way, the bad stuff that we see is the B story of this movie, then. Because it, like all happens, it all happens far away from our heroes. That's true. Yeah. So Saruman's probably our, like, yeah, okay. The wizard Snuggie is uh, the fun. And what he does. <laughs> and what he the does. The revenge of the wizard Snuggie. <laughs> yeah. And what Saruman's doing is affecting our heroes. Right. But not directly. Yeah. All right. 
legit. You know, it's the subplot that will carry through all three of these movies, really. Yeah. Is Saruman's whole deal. I guess that makes sense if you look at all three movies as an act each, too, because Saruman is featured most prominently in the second one. Hmm. With the Ents. Yeah. Yeah. His, uh, Saruman's fall is a very important part of the narrative structure of the two towers. Yeah. Yeah. So this scene's really important, because it's setting it up is. all the dominoes, so it we is. can knock them down later. That's right. Just like this, the trees. Yeah. Oh. Like, this is set, setting up on its way to the height of Saruman's power, yeah. just so we can see him fall. Which is, you know, what you want to do with a villain. The uh, the other thing about this scene, all these outdoor shots, mm -hmm. is the day they were going to film this, they didn't know it was going to rain. Oh, that sucks. Oh, but it looks but so good Peter, in the rain. Yeah. yeah, but Peter was just like, no, this works. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they made it work with the rain, and it really adds a lot of, like, malice yeah. to this scene. Well, it's yeah. like... I don't know, nature's crying, because all the trees are getting uprooted. Yeah. And it just makes Gandalf's life look more miserable when we see him on top of the tower of Draenei. Yeah, he's got quite a bump on his head. He's got, like, blood and... I wonder if that's the result of uh, when he filmed in Bag End. <laughs> <laughs> Those are really... You think it's what Sauron did, but really, it's just him bumping his head all over the place. <laughs> Like, you know, out, out of out of movie, it'd be funny if, like, that bump that he's got, that shiner, is, like, the result of him bumping his head in the back end set. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, that works for what we're filming tomorrow. Yeah, let's just <laughs> film Wizard Fight. We'll move it up to the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> thought That's we were doing, we're doing more Hobbiton today. No, you know what? You got a really good bruise. We're going to do this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to do some of these shots on the studio so we get a real good close-up of that bump on your head. <laughs> Because where Gandalf is sitting is a studio, and then the wide shot is a composite shot, mm -hmm. where you can see the miniature down, and then CGI all around it. Yeah. The, I think the little bit of the tower is CGI, too. Yeah. I think the, the spikes are CGI in that shot. Yeah. And then, like, the lower part of the tower and the trees that you can see with the lights is the is part the of the miniature, and then CGI effects filling it all in. Yeah. That's cool. I The miniature work in this movie is insane, and... It must cost so much money. But at the time, it was way cheaper than doing digital effects. Right. Mm. And nowadays, it's probably not. Yeah, that's why a lot of people don't do as much yeah. practical effects, Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately, because practical effects really show through. Peter Jackson also really wanted to figure out a way to do a practical effect for the Palantir. Mm -hmm. All lit up and everything. Mm. Yeah. And apparently, they tried to build several different ones, but Peter really wanted it to be able to turn and be lit up. Whoa. Mm. That's hardcore. So they tried all kinds of different ways to make it like light up and turn without the light turning with it. Mm -hmm. But they couldn't oh. find a way to make it work very well. So they eventually just had to give up and be like, look, we have to do this as a digital effect. <laughs> what do you mean by turn? Like the swirly parts? No, like, or like the, the ball itself, itself would spin. Oh, that's cool. While it was being used. Oh. Yeah. So the light, there would be light coming from inside of it and it would spin on its pedestal. That's cool. Right. But he wanted it to be able to spin in more than one direction. Like he wanted it to be able to spin and then roll over the other way. Oh, gotcha. Like if so you were playing like with a, a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just huh. spinning, it's just kind of, like, twirling and moving. Yeah. Like, around. one of those giant, like, fountains with the giant yeah. marble ball. Yeah, yeah like okay. that. Huh. 
but like they so can, if like, it has to spin in multiple directions it? like put like a light in a gyroscope so that the outside movement of the thing would keep the yeah, I don't know. But they, they couldn't find a way to do it so that the light would stay in the middle. Oh, oh gotcha. without turning with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they were trying to figure out a way to keep the light in the middle shining outward mm -hmm. and be able to move it in whatever direction they want mm -hmm. without the light changing position. Gotcha. Because you have to have like a battery pack and machinery inside right. of it. Right. And so the light would have to like move with it. Yeah. Right. And you can't. Just... You can do like a singular direction twist but not a multi-direction twist yeah yeah which is really interesting yeah that's cool. like he really wanted a practical effect and what it was like we can't do a practical effect look peter we just made you a, a horse suit uh i don't really know if we can do that yeah we, we spent all the money on Gollum. oh true <laughs> well that too there's no money left for palantirs <laughs> we had to make the horse suit out of what we had lying around <laughs> And two guys. <laughs> two guys and a mom. We made this out of two men. <laughs> oh no, that's completely different. <laughs> that's horrifying. Yeah, you know, <laughs> as you do. I wonder if, like, the guys that played Bill the Pony, like, had fun on set, like, doing, like, magician tricks and, like, someone stand between them and, like, separate the pony. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, like... Watch as I like, cut half. this horse yeah. in half. <laughs> Ta -da! They like tap dance away or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. You, know, you gotta have fun if you're playing the, a horse butt all day. Yeah, dude. I don't know if I have anything else. Any oh, the, the sounds of the trees. Oh, the sounds of the trees. Were created in part from the cries of whales. That is so sad. Oh, that makes me so sad. So it's supposed to sound, so, so that's why they kind of sound like a living sad. creature yeah. and sad because it's like humpback whale sounds and stuff. Oh, what they used for the tree sounds. Save the trees and the whales. That's sad. Mm. That's really ingenious, I hope though. That whale's yeah. okay, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he's fine or she's fine. Like that's just how whales sound. But like, whales always sound sad. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Whales I always sound sad, and dolphins always sound happy. <laughs> And penguins always sound kind of weird. <laughs> you know, animals. I'm always interested by, like, the Foley department. Yeah. Like, where different sounds come from, because sometimes the actual sound is not the sound that they want. Like, Yeah. It... Yeah, they have to play with it and find something that's... Mm -hmm. That they can edit easily and manipulate mm -hmm. easily and yeah. not just, like, the sound of an animal. Right. Yeah. Like, they probably right. were like, what would a tree sound like when it was falling down? And someone was like, "Err," And someone's like, that sounds <laughs> like a whale, dude. <laughs> well, um... It's I like how Fran when you make a Chewbacca noise if you pull a chair out sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> but, like, Fran and Peter really wanted the trees to sound like they had an actual voice mm. to establish that they're alive for movie two. Okay. That's smart. Yeah, no, it Holy is. Crap. Wow. So well. Planning. Yeah. Planning. <laughs> it's because they they planned the movies all together. Yeah. So, I mean, things like that really come up. So this, this, this one minute establishes all kinds of stuff for the second movie. Yeah. That's really cool. That's like ultimate foreshadowing. Yeah. This 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 one minute is like super duper important, and it's the beginning of a lot of things because now Saruman has the mandate from Sauron to go out 
build an army, start doing your own thing in my name. Yeah. So have the orcs just been living in his basement, or where did they yeah, come from? they came from Mordor. Oh, and they were just, like, chilling? And they've been hanging out in, in Orthanc for a while. Oh, okay. They have, like, barracks down there or whatever? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Well, there's all those tunnels under Orthanc. Oh, that's right. Which we're going to get to see a really cool shot of. Yeah. Next week? Two weeks? Ooh. Three weeks, maybe. I don't two remember. weeks. Soon weeks. The scene where Lurtz is birthed, we get that yeah, really cool, weeks. like, shot flying through the miniature in mm -hmm. the tunnels. Mm. Yeah. The, the Crabane of Dunland. <laughs> this movie is so well made. It, it really is. is. So gorgeous. And it holds up so well. Yeah, it really does. It is... Think of any other movie made, like, 15 years ago. Right. Yeah. And, like, the special effects. Like, how well do they really hold up? Like, for practical special effects in a movie from 15 years ago. Like, I, That's the thing. I keep thinking about if I want to revisit The Matrix or not. Because it's oh true, it's from Those special the same effects. amount of time, and I was like, "Is that like I'm like, how is that bullet time thing gonna look now?" Because it was, <laughs> in my opinion, it doesn't hold up that well. Yeah, I'm like, I'm wondering if it does. Like, I'm wondering if like 20 years we're gonna look back and be like, lens flares, really, J.J. Abrams? <laughs> yeah, Speed people Rams, already really, do that. Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just watched a a bit of. Attack of the Clones because I was on Star Wars Minute and that came out the same year as Two Towers. Yes. And watching that in comparison to like, because I've been in like Lord of the Rings land for the past, you know, however long yeah. right? with like practical effects. It's also a totally different aesthetic. Yeah. There's so much green screen. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, but it just doesn't like, and I, and I get it, like you're in Middle Earth and you want everything to kind of look or organic and natural and in attack of the in attack of the clones you literally want it to look clinical like alien alien yeah. and unreal but there's still like a coldness in the cg in those movies that just doesn't it doesn't yeah. it doesn't work especially because the 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 first like the original star wars movies are so based in practical effects and like sometimes mm -hmm. random low budget hack together special effects that are practical. Oh, but, um, but even then, it looks legit. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's some real hokey stuff in the, the original oh, yeah, Star Wars but, trilogy. Yeah, but it, it, but it feels real. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it nothing feels real in clones. And it's like... <laughs> yeah, it's true. Nothing. But I mean, I think that there's much more... It's a much bigger challenge and a much harder thing to do to design, like, a science fiction style, like, metropolis. Yeah. That you can walk mm. around, and even if you did impractical effects, I don't, I don't think that it would be possible to make that look real. Well, I mean, they spent over a year like landscaping yeah. the Shire. I think the closest that any movies ever come to like making that sort of like science fiction future metropolis feel real is Blade Runner. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, and that is, does it in a in like a the special effects in that movie for the most part hold up pretty well too. It's practical effects, like it's one of those yeah. like really good movies yeah and i and it works really well too because it's like it's you've got that like it's the like the dirty cyberpunky kind of yeah aesthetic yeah. To it. yeah so you can get away with like mm -hmm. grainy wide shots and like rain and obscured vision so you can hide a lot of your mistakes in blade runner right. but like i mean there's that whole sequence in attack of the clones where it's it's supposed to be like obi-wan Obi doing like noir detective stuff like yeah going to the weird true. planet to like find the clone factory and jango fett and like 
you know, in the middle of a rainstorm. Like, they could have easily made that, like, gritty and practical effectsy, but it was all CG. Yeah. <laughs> I miss my uh, my Jim Henson Muppet aliens. It's because it was new and shiny. Yeah. Yeah, but... Weird. I, I miss my Admiral Akbar. <laughs> I miss my. I really. I miss my Jim Henson style Muppet aliens. Yeah, yeah. that's why Force Awakens was so like good. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we always talk like... about Star Wars. We do. I meant I, we do. We always talk about Star Wars. <laughs> it's really hard not to compare these two movies. Yeah. It's really they came really out, hard. They came out around the same. Well, I mean, not around the same. This time. came out around the same time as the prequels. Yeah. yeah. So it's so. Re- it's especially hard to talk not talk about them when you're talking about these movies. Yeah. But I think that's the other thing that is so colossally frustrating about the prequels is because at the same time you have the Lord of the Rings movies coming out where the CGI and digital effects are just so good. Mm-hmm. And then you see yeah. them in star Wars where they really should be so good. And they're just so not good. Yeah. They're really lackluster. They just, I feel like they half-assed it. Yeah. Which is sad. Cause I, I really want to like those. <laughs> I am in some ways a prequel apologist. I can't. And I I challenge anyone who has the time <laughs> and the strength of strength of will <laughs> to watch those movies all six in a row. It will One change the six. way it will yeah, it'll change the way you feel about the prequels at least a little because mm-hmm. it watching them in all in a row, 1 through 6 changes your perspective of what that story is about mm-hmm. because if going into them as prequels and watching them after the original trilogy mm-hmm. and like knowing that he becomes Darth Vader and all of that yeah, really colors how you feel about watching him grow as a character. And I say that relatively lightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, take that with a grain of salt because Anakin doesn't really grow much in that trilogy. Yeah. But you appreciate certain aspects of that story more if you actually watch them in order, one, two, three, four, five, six, because you watch it as a story of a man, uh, of a kid who grows up, doesn't become the hero everyone thought he would be, falls and in the end of his life redeems himself because of his son yeah. like it's a very different way of looking at the story and it really helps yeah. no i mean it really helps the prequels out I, if you think about it in that way and i've always thought the prequels were a very like ambitious thing to do like i just yeah i wish someone would have said okay george lucas we're gonna help you do this and george lucas said okay i accept your help <laughs> yeah or that's i because I do like I like the idea of like the grand tragedy of Anakin Skywalker, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of the story in that context. Um, yeah, but it's just, I think their execution is is what kills them. Like they're great in theory. Yeah, they are especially terrible, disconnected and watched standalone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they are. They are. They are actually made better by watching them all together. Hmm. I uh, I did that one year, and it really changed part of how I viewed them. I feel like the same is true for the Hobbit trilogy too. Like yeah. with the cheesy special effects and yeah, watching them all in a row. And oh, I'm sure someday I will do that, and it'll yeah. take me two full days. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> just stand up and oh like no like lord of the rings all in a row oh yeah oh my god like all six i thought you meant like the three hobbit movies no 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 like all six i can't like like unexpected journey desolation of smog battle of five armies fellowship of the ring two towers turn of the king here we go 
that's too hardcore for me. Let's uh, let's watch this twenty-six hour mess. I don't know if I can do that after we do the podcast. Yeah, we'll see. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. You might feel differently in three years. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. It's true. (laughs) Um, You know, as you do. I don't know if there's anything else. No. (laughs) (laughs) We are are off topic again. (laughs) But you can find us um, on the website duelinggenre.com. You can email us contact at lordoftheringsminute.com. Twitter at LOTR Minute. Tumblr, lotrminute.tumblr.com. You can like us on Facebook as well as join our listener group. Um, Give us a five-star review on iTunes, please, and thank you, as well as check out our other podcasts on dueling genres, such as The Doctor's Companion, uh, Back to the Future Minute, Geek by Night, and Harry Potter Minute. Um, You can also support us on Patreon, duelinggenre.com slash support, as well as a one-time donation button and merch. Special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Leaper182, Allie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me this week. This was so much fun. Um, And if you could pick any other, like, moment um, in Fellowship or in the other movies, what would you like to return to? Oh, man, there's so many. Right (laughs) right now, the only thing I can think of, and I know there's going to be so much more, but the only thing I can think of is the scene where Legolas rides the shield down the... the Oh, yeah, I love that one. Oh, man, oh, (laughs) Oh, physics cries. I love Legolas. It's amazing. Physics, <laughs> physics hates that elf. I love him now. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I feel like that's how I'm just gonna come into every podcast, <laughs> like a Legolas on a shield. <laughs> oh man! All right, and we will be back on Monday. You guys have a good weekend. Bye. And see you later. <laughs> <laughs>